just like that you found us. My name is Ken, and I'm joined by my son, William. Welcome to our journey as we discuss music, life, and our shared love of coffee. This is Studio 36. been a minute william yes it has been <laughs> it's uh it's actually been a nice break i'm glad that we were able to take a few weeks there um but in that time it finally happened we now have a listener in africa oh wow so we've now reached every continent and um there you go we're worldwide isn't that fun yeah <laughs> i'd like to meet that person actually i think that'd be a lot of fun so, uh, you know, it's been a few weeks, but, uh, you know, these few weeks have been, uh, you know, we've had ups and downs like we have uh, every, you know, every week or every few weeks. But um, the past few weeks, I've been playing my guitar a little more recently, and that's been a whole lot of fun. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went down to the music store and, of course, I've had my eye on on uh, some other guitars, too, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Uh, but what I what I really wanted to share this week was just a, a little admiration. A few weeks ago, your uncle Kevin had a competition in jujitsu. Did I say that right? Jujitsu. Yes. Okay, yeah. it was a few weeks back, and uh, you know I'm thinking, you know, he's he's a couple years older than me, but he's he's rolling around on a mat in front of spectators, and I, that man, that just takes a a high level of courage and uh, confidence and conditioning to do that. Uh, so I'm just I'm just so proud of him for doing that, and um, he uh, he actually took second place in the competition, which I think is great. Wow! But uh, he took second place. He was a little bummed, so I uh, I reminded him of uh, something I had ran across at one point. It was the it was a brand manifesto from Avis. You know, who Avis is the car rental. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Avis has this brand manifesto that's uh, titled Number Twoism. Uh, and the, the end of this manifesto says, you know, number twos of the world arise. And of course, you know, we have this, this <laughs> whole concept, especially in the political realm of, oh, you gotta be number one. If you're not number one, there's no second place and all of that. But, uh, I like this manifesto because it talks a little bit about the attitudes of, uh, a number one attitude and a number two attitude. And, uh, what it, uh, what it shares is that a number one attitude is really based on don't do the wrong thing, um, don't make mistakes, and you'll be okay. And uh -huh. a number two attitude is more about do the right thing, look for new ways, and try harder. I, I like the idea that uh, when you're in a position of number two, maybe a close one, uh, that you have some reason, some motivation to just try harder. And yeah. so I don't, uh, you know, I don't shy away from the whole idea of number twoism. I think that uh, I think it's a great concept, and I think it does create more uh, driven people to do good. So, anyways, um, proud of him. I think that that's really cool that he does that. I can't imagine myself coming close to doing anything like that. So I admire him for that. Uh, so, what about you? I mean, it's been a few weeks. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about what's been going on with you? Um, I haven't had way too much going on other than, you know, just work and that kind of stuff. But one thing that has been going on is me and all of my friends have been getting into a video game together again. And it's it's been a long time since we've all actually like 
played the same game at the same time. Is it a new game? It's not new. It's just um, they released new stuff for the game. Okay. So we're like, maybe we should finally all give it a shot again. But Tell me a little bit about the game. I'm always interested to hear um, about these games. I don't really know how to explain it way too well. Um, it's called Destiny 2. Um, but basically, you're, uh, the easiest terms I can put it in is you're a space cowboy. You're fighting against dark with light. And are you fighting against dark with light together, or are you fighting each other? Together. Okay, so it's more kind of that story-based yeah. uh, approach. You work together, you complete missions together, that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Any any uh, moments that specifically about uh, getting back together with your friends and on the game? Any things that uh, brought a little a little humor, a little joy? Um, maybe there's, gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> there's this one mission type and it's called a raid and there there's these specific missions that are supposed to take a while and they take six people to do and i think for our group it took us right around six hours oh in one sitting well we took breaks in between oh, you know, food and all that but yeah that one took us a while. <laughs> I can't imagine uh, being in one experience for six <laughs> hours like that. But but well, I, I suppose it makes it fun. With yeah, friends. there's different steps to it, and there's different like checkpoints that you reach and all that. So it was fun. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're you're reconnecting with friends. You know, I know you're busy with work and uh, you got other things going on, but um, it's always good to have friends around you that, that help you be a little more grounded and remind you about the good things in yeah. life. Well, I am uh, I'm I'm really excited to talk about our listening experience from our very first episode of season 2, but why don't you go first and share your experience uh with the punk album that I gave you. All right. Well, today I'll be going over Violent Femmes by Violent Femmes. Um I'll just get straight into the music here. Uh for my first honorable mention, I decided to put an honorable mention in this week. Uh, Please Do Not Go. I really like this song, but there was this one section where they do like this little goodbye thing and they have a skit bye, at the end. Bye, 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 I cannot <laughs> stand that part. And that took away from the song. <laughs> okay, I, I agree. I, I think I made that pick last week, but I was not based it on that particular yeah. part of the song. It's just that, like, it's a good song, but for some reason, every time that that little part comes in there, it grinds I, my I gears I love <laughs> mainstream punk because you can just do about anything when you want to do it. And yeah. It really doesn't matter uh, what people think of, you know, those particular parts. But that's a great song, though. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, but for my first, uh, actual pick, I'm going with Blister in the Sun. It's a song that we've probably all heard, but it, it's just a good song. Yeah. And I feel like it deserved to be on my list. It's definitely the first song that I heard from the Violent Femmes. I, I'll tell you, when I went to their concert back in the eighties, I, um, I was a little nervous because I had been to plenty other concerts by that time. Uh, you know, the eighties hair bands, um, but this was really my first punk concert. I wasn't sure what to expect because what I had what I had seen, uh, you know, from uh, vi videos or or, or whatnot, uh, I've seen uh, people slam dancing and doing all kinds of things at uh, at punk type concerts. So I was a little nervous, like, what am I getting myself into? 
But I will tell you that it was the friendliest, most cash audience that I've ever been with uh, in watching a concert. Yeah. So actually, um, I know we refer to this book a lot, though, but Dave Grohl actually talks about that in his book when he goes to, I think it was Chicago or something, uh-huh. and went to his first punk concert kind of felt like at home and with friends. Right. Even though he doesn't know these people at all. <laughs> there, There is a, uh, back then, I'm going to say a, a little bit of a nerdy quality, meaning that, hey, we don't, we don't have hangups. We're not separating ourselves by class or popularity. We're here because we're enjoying the music. And it was just, it was a great, uh, it was a great bonding audience. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Did you, uh, any other notable songs from that album? Uh, I have one, like, I usually do one top pick, and this is my top pick for the week. I have added Up. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, this song was pretty close to me. Uh, it was right in the same ranking as Blister in the Sun, uh, but the opening for me is just kind of iconic. I love the the little opening that they do without the instruments and all that kind of stuff. Right. So that's what edged it out and put it over blister in the sun. For and me. That, that's the one that starts with day, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually like the opening to blister and sun with the guitar. They're both good. Yeah. I just, I like the slower kind of more drawn out thing. Right. But yeah. No, I really enjoyed the album. I had a lot of fun with it. Awesome. Did you, uh, um, while you were listening to it, did any other uh, artists pop into your playlist that were similar that you found interesting? That happens occasionally. That actually happened to me with Greta Van Fleet. The album that you gave me is the, uh, oh, I don't remember the name. I think it was like Hot Honey or something like that. Some some other band yeah. that was similar. It was a lot of fun. Huh. I've, I actually turned that off on my Apple Music because I started to get annoyed when I would queue up songs and then it would go into the autoplay. Yeah, so, so what, I, you, what you do is you go into the song, and then you have to put the recycle on that particular playlist, and then it won't pop outside of the playlist once it's done. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go into uh, what you gave me. I uh, You gave me just a great album. You gave me Greta Van Fleet, and, um, you know, this is a garage band from Frankenmuth, Michigan. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, they weren't, they were formed in the 2000, 2012, uh, three brothers and a drummer. And they have been described as the Led Zeppelin for Gen Z. And I was a little bit resistant, uh, when I first heard them. Anytime I hear a band that sounds a little bit like a tribute band, I enjoy for fun, but I don't take them as serious yeah. as the band, you know, that, that created the original music. But the more I listened to them, the more respect I gained for uh, for their music. Um, they did get a little bit of uh, notoriety. Uh, R- Robert Plant did weigh in on this um, uh, from Led Zeppelin. Uh, he referred to them as uh, they are Led Zeppelin one. Uh, going on to describe uh, 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 Josh, the the lead singer, as a beautiful little singer, um, <laughs> and that he has such a huge voice. And what I liked about Robert Plant's comments, he says, and he borrowed it from someone I know very well, but what are you going to do? And I <laughs> thought that was just great. Uh, obviously, yeah. he gave recognition that um, that Josh was a great singer, which, which he really is. I actually went out and, and watched some YouTube videos as well. Um, 
just a really fun band to listen to. Yeah. Uh, a little bit about the the album you gave me from the fires, which was in uh, the end of 2017. This particular album expands from their four song EP that was released earlier that same year. And uh, it was recorded at Rust Bell Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. The band is just a, a they're, they're a great band because they really have a great blend of lyric, blending their lyric with their melodies and really having uh, some great themes in their music. And the, the themes uh, revolve around uh, humans, you know, humanizing. Yeah. And um, I like the uh, title of the album and the cover were inspired by their camping in Yankee Springs. Um, and so I love the fact that they had uh, some reference just to their childhood. It's a very young band. Uh, anyways, they, they, they put together just a great album. Uh, I, I think just right off the top, uh, it starts with Safari Song. Uh, this is a song that was also on their EP. Um, on this particular song, when I say that they uh, sound similar to uh, Led Zeppelin, very similar, what made me um, think a little bit more about their sound was that uh, the other bands that Led Zeppelin influenced. So they didn't just sound like Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. They also sound a little bit like Axl Rose in uh, Guns N' Roses. They sounded huh. a little bit like Aerosmith. Uh, so they had a blend within certain parts of their songs that maybe were a little bit more like another band that would have also been influenced by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, I love their uh, their last track, of course, that inspired the, uh, the album uh, Black Smoke Rising, the whole camping theme here. And I, I like it because Black Smoke Rising was just a good traditional rock and roll song. And I enjoy good traditional rock and roll songs. And, of course, it was done their way. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, last week that they did a cover, um, a Sam Cooke cover of A Change Is Gonna Come. And I loved that they took the song and put a little rock edge to it. I thought that that was a nice, just a nice little, not too much. They didn't go uh-huh. over the top. They did a nice little... Uh, cover of A Change Is Gonna Come from Sam Cooke. Uh, let's see. Another song that I really enjoyed was Flower Power. Oh. Uh, Flower Power is kind of a throwback to the 60s and 70s as well. Um, when you think about Flower Power, you think about just a celebration of love, a celebration of people being together. And hippies. And hippies. You definitely think about that. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I, I thought I'd rather say a celebration of love. So however you want to say it. <laughs> and then, uh, so anyway, that, that leads me to my pick. Uh, my pick, uh, which probably is no surprise to you, is Highway Tune. Because Highway Tune really is Led Zeppelin 1. And I yeah. just enjoy that song. So so there you have it. I really loved Greta Van Fleet. As I mentioned, uh, I did explore some of uh, the other bands that were similar to them. And it was it was a lot of fun to go through that album. So thanks for uh, sending that my way. Yeah, of course. So with that, I think uh, we should move on to this next week's listening experience. And again, I'm going to let you go first and let me know which album I'm going to listen to this week. All right. Well, I've been kind of debating how I put you on a track to listen to some of the albums that you might be less comfortable with. I decided the best way to do that is build up. So this week, you're going to get an album that you're comfortable with. So this is a gateway album. Yep. This to is some place you're going to take me this year. 
100% a gateway album. Um, you've already listened to this uh, band, so you know it's a band. And I'll, I'll just get straight into it. I won't do the build-up because I think I did the full build-up last time. But this time, you're getting a newer album from the Arctic Monkeys. Nice. You're getting AM. There's a lot of good songs on here. I think with this album, they went more from a kind of punk sound to a rock alternative okay. kind of sound. And I'm excited to say, I think there might be a song on here that might be able to fit in your workout playlist. Which really? Is that's kind of a coveted spot for me, if you never knew. Right. Is if I can get you to get a song on your workout playlist. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know if I do that. <laughs> uh, you know, I think they're coming to town this year, actually. Yeah. Huh. They're they're good performers. Yeah. I, well, there's a, there's a few bands I'm waiting for uh, to, to come to town, but yeah. some of these bands just don't make it all the way to the far uh, upper left corner of the uh, United States. Yep, they'll go like Colorado or something, something... Sometimes they'll and then they'll cut Portland. Yep, they'll go to Portland. We could do Portland. I mean, that's only two or three hours away. We could do Portland. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm excited to listen to that album. Um, I am. uh, I'm giving you a really fun album, and I had mentioned to you uh, at the beginning of this season that I'm going to lean a little bit more into uh, my childhood, a little bit more into the '80s. This uh, this doesn't do as much that although it uh, maybe in the very early uh 80s uh i know you like the artist the artist was born in the bronx in the 40s um grew up on long island uh this artist was a high school dropout uh he was part of uh, two bands the hassles and attila um that was of course before launching his solo career in 1971 and it is the artist with your name william martin known as the Piano Man, Billy Joel. Oh. So we're going to go Billy Joel again. You and I have had a couple albums already uh, by Billy Joel, if not this past year. We had it when we listened to our Diamond-rated albums. Mm-hmm. This one is not going to be The Stranger or 52nd Street. I'm going to give you Glass Houses. All right. That's the third one in the group. That's right. So <laughs> Glass Houses is, is definitely not like The Stranger in 52nd Street. It was released in March of 1980. So there you go. We actually are in the 80s. It was his seventh studio album, which was 43 years ago. I can't believe it's been 43 years because I remember this album yeah. uh, when it came out. Uh, that dates me for sure. <laughs> um, this album has more of a rock feel. Um, during a time when punk and new wave was on the rise. Uh huh. So there was a lot of stuff that was going on in the eighties. We had the hair bands, we had the, the boy bands, we had the dance music, we had the punk, we had new wave, uh, which was a lot of the dance music. Uh, this was just good rock and roll. And, um, a critic from Rolling Stone made a, a funny quote in their review. They said, uh, his material is catchy. But then so's the flu. So <laughs> it did get favorable reviews across the board uh, because, you know, there was an expectation that the quality of music that was on the Stranger 52nd Street that would be, uh, you know, that would be here in glass houses. And just because it was a little a little cheeky, there was a, a sense that it wasn't as good music, but it was really brilliant music. It was just a different type of music from uh, Billy Joel. Uh, so that's that's my main point is uh, to give it a chance. Um, 
I think that this is an album you have to give a chance uh, because at first blush, you may think that, oh, this is just a maybe a throwaway album, even though it was very popular. It had some yeah. popular songs. I mean, when you think about like Queen, right, we think about wonderful songs that Queen put out, yet something like Another One Bites the Dust is a super popular song. That is not their best music, but it's very popular. Um what I really uh, like about Glass Houses, aside from the music, is it does remind me of my childhood. At that time, I was in a, in a, a little town uh, north of Seattle in Monroe, uh, Washington. I was a 15-minute walk away from a little pizzeria that is still there on Main Street. Now, that was back when Monroe Main Street was Main Street. Well, now Main Street's pushed out a little bit because it's now Highway 2. That's where everybody stops on their way up to the mountains to go skiing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, where McDonald's and all those other stores are. But Main Street used to be Main Street in Monroe. And I lived right downtown Monroe in a little house. And it was a 15-minute walk away from Gino's, uh, which was a pizzeria. And uh, Gino's still exists there today. Oh. And I bring that up. You're wondering, well, why is pizza part of this? Because in Gino's, they had a jukebox. <laughs> and this is a traditional jukebox where you can't just dial up any song that's on the, on the internet. This is a jukebox that has uh, 45s in it, and they had um, songs from Glass Houses in this jukebox that I would drop a quarter in and listen to some. I think he got three plays for a quarter back then. Oh. I think that's how the jukebox worked. Anyways, um, it reminds me of just everything around that experience of, um, of living uh, in 1980 back in Monroe. Okay, so a little bit about the songs. Uh, the songs are definitely a, a, a departure. It's still rock and roll to me. Um, I like the song. I think the song has some really fun lyrics, uh, like the lyric, hot funk, cool punk, even if it's old junk, it's still rock and roll to me. And um, I think that that really is a nod to the, uh, to the album title and the adage that people in glass houses should not throw stones. And I think he's basically saying, you know what? Enjoy rock and roll no matter how it shows up. Yeah. And so I think that was a good uh, a good song there. I, I love You May Be Right. Uh, it is the song that opens with the shattering uh, glass, of course, of, of uh, the whole thought of a rock going through a glass house. And uh, it's, uh, it's a song about a relationship between uh, uh, responsible and careless people. You know, I mean, it just is, uh, that's a pretty pretty common couple and um i enjoyed that song uh but my pick don't ask me why i like don't ask me why it's got a latin feel to it especially with the percussion uh also uh, midway through there's a section of pianos and they have uh they had overdubbed 15 pianos in that section so you're gonna get a lot of piano in the middle of uh don't ask me why but um there you have it. I think you're going to really enjoy this uh, this album. Yeah, I'm excited. And it's going to be a fun week. So, uh, so with that, uh, this week I'm giving you "Glass Houses" by Billy Joel, and you're giving me "AM" by the Arctic Monkeys. Awesome. We'll talk about it next episode. Sounds good.